All right, welcome back to another episode of Country and Cold Cans, presented by the Cold Cans Network. I'm Logan sitting here with trucker Andy Kyle, and this week we have a special guest. Um, it's my co-host over on Tailgate Season. That's Tailgate SCN, available on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Jordan, uh, be sure to give us five stars and a great review on Free Country and Cold Cans. We're available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon, and Stitcher. Um, check out the website, countryandcoldcans.com. Have some blog content. Uh, we have a, a shop there with T-shirts and hats. So uh, be sure to subscribe and share it with your friends. All right, fellas, we are back. Andy, you were back in your what you call, quote-unquote, the home, the Midwest. Kansas. Well, that's not really the Midwest. That's more kind of like West, isn't it? Nobody considers it the West. But Where does the West start, Andy? Uh, it's the Western 11 would be New Mexico, Colorado, Wyoming, Montana. So, so, so Kansas would still be considered the Midwest. But see, I asked, I asked yes. Logan Mize in person, Andy, who is actually from Kansas, and he says that it's not really the Midwest. He's a real, he's a real native. Not it's a, not. I would say it's not really the Midwest, but that's the group it's in. Why can't he says we just it's call it Western than Midwest? Why can't we just call like, it Tornado Alley? Accurate. Wizard of Ozland, or as Jordan loves to call it, uh, his daddy, Rock Chalk Jayhawk. <laughs> they are, yeah, UNC right. in the national title. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Why don't we call it Bill Selfland? <laughs> Big South. <laughs> no, I said Bill Selfland. Oh, Bill Selfland. Yes. You can call yeah. it whatever you want, but I'm gonna call it Hill. <laughs> mm, he hey, still saw it from last April. <laughs> them there are fighting words for Andy. I'm not gonna lie. Oh, I, forgot Andy, Can- I forgot Kansas won the national title. So. Yeah. Sure on the, All that matters attention. is North Carolina didn't win the national title. That's right. That's right. Yeah. But uh, if you want to hear some more college hoops talk, tune in to tailgate season. We'll be recording tomorrow. Um, and while you're at it, follow Jordan at, at cold cans, pick them. If you're into sports picks, you know, if you like money, you like sports, you need to be following him. He's got a pretty damn good uh, record so far through multiple different sports. So follow him there. You can follow this podcast at cold cans country. Um, on all platforms, on Facebook, Instagram, you know, Twitter, the TikTok, we're available all, wherever you get there. Uh, we're, today, we're going to be going to, uh, covering the Hardy record, or the Mockingbird and the Crow, that was released this past Friday. Um, but before we get to that, we do have a little bit of news in the, the cold cans portion of Country and Cold Cans. Natty Light has announced that they are going with the 1979-inspired retro cans starting February 6th with a nationwide rollout. Not gonna lie, guys, I'm here for this. I love some some uh retro cans. I might actually go buy uh some of these as soon as they're available. And as Andy can tell you, we have definitely done this in the past with another brand that is a competitor to Natty Light back in the day. But y'all have any thoughts? Have skeptical. you seen it first? Have y'all seen the uh is the, it yeah. the same the as the white logo, ones I've seen? Yeah, yeah, it's the white ones. Well. Yeah, so, I've seen those. Um they did this temporarily a couple of years ago because I have yeah. one in my house. Um, one, they are a couple of years too late because the Miller Lite white cans are amazing. Um, and they kind of, I think they kind of missed the, uh, the bandwagon here. They should have done it as soon as Miller Lite did it because Miller Lite was a huge success. Granted, it's cool now, but. Oh, the Miller ones were a big success. You know, yeah, but, I, I, but, I love I, the re- any retro kind of look, though. 
yeah, I agree. I mean, granted, the retro look way better than the current can. I'm not going to dispute that. Um, in my opinion, they should have just kept with the American flag with the e- screaming eagle on it, just permanently. They did it for July 4th, two or three years ago. It's an epic yeah, can. It was phenomenal. Those are those are cool. Don't get me wrong, but I, there's something very Americana, very classic about the the white can with the old school logo that I really like. Um, Jordan, I'm curious to know, you, you know, you like beer, you still drink beer and, you know, I've seen you drink some financial lights in the past. Well, what are your thoughts on, on this, uh, announcement from natural light? Yeah, I didn't, uh, so I didn't realize how similar they are to Miller, but they look really, really similar to the Miller like it. Um, but you know, I'm just happy that they got away from the fatty natties and, and regular bottles now, cause that's all I drink anyway. Um, but I, you know, anything natural light puts out is good with me. I used to be kind of a hater of natural light. I was like, oh, that's so cheap. But now, being how I have to buy my own all the time, um, no, I'd like the cheap beer, and I'll take natural light over a lot of things. I even like it over my my uh, favorite that used to be Bud Light, so now I'm more of a natural light guy. But I like the cans. I like the look. They're a clean look, and um, I'm... <laughs> Uh, I don't know why I'm saying this because everybody should know this. I'm looking forward to drinking beer, drinking the natural light <laughs> of the can, but it'll be good to see. Yeah. I mean, I, I've always been a, a pretty, when it comes to the domestic light beers, I've always been pretty preferential to Natty and Bush light. Uh, Natty has definitely been something that we've, we've indulged in, in the, in the past for football games and whatnot. And, you know, like Jordan and I used to say on tailgate season, Natural Light, if you want to throw a sponsorship our way, we won't say no. 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 We're big we're big supporters and patrons of the Natty Light brand. Mm-hmm. Yeah, if, if they do a, a sponsorship, I recant what I previously said. So, Kyle will tell you, it's the greatest logo he's ever seen in the history of logos. That's right. That's right. <laughs> Look, the old Natural Light is just all around solid. Never had mm-hmm. a bad experience. So, I mean, granted, the white cans are cool. Um but when when you first sent me this, I was like, it really looks like they're copying Miller Lite. The logos are, granted, that might have just been a generic 70s thing. But I'm like, yeah, the Miller Lite can was so successful. They just said, you know, fuck the old cans. We're just going with this exclusive. Oh, I know. I know. Yeah. And, but it's like six years later. It's like, eh. Yeah. Isn't really, I mean, yeah. this is this this is supposed to be like I guess technically they say mirroring because it's not an exact replica, but it's supposed yeah. to be mirroring the 1979 can from Natty. Now, when the Miller Lite can did that, Andy, I remember you and I both thought they were cool, but you also really liked the Miller Lite can that they went away from, didn't you? Uh, yeah, thing where you poke a hole in it and it vents it. I thought that was nifty. Uh, yeah, the Vortex bottles were cool. That was like one of the biggest marketing gimmicks that I fell for. I fell for it hard, just like the purple cans. I mean, the blue cans of course lights. I fell for that hard. It was great. I fell for it. Hook line sinker. Talking about the turning the mountains blue. Oh yeah, yeah. I fell for it. Hook line sinker. I don't even really know if the vortex bottle did anything, but yeah, I don't think it did. But I fell for it. Hook line sinker. Twenty year, uh, you know, twenty one year old me. You know. Um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, 21. Uh, <laughs> uh, 21. We could not for it hook, line, and sinker. And I went and got them as soon as I saw the commercial. I was like, oh, that looks epic. But, you know, um, it's cool. 
Yeah, I, I think it's just the retro stuff in general, like not even just beer cans, but retro logos look way cooler than new logos. New logos most of the time look pretty lame to me. Uh, well, everybody wants to be so minimalist, and it's just something. I think it, I've always been a sucker for like old school shit. Though. Now, granted, the old school Anheuser Busch, like the old Bud Heavies, they were epic. I, I I don't like Bud Heavies; they're nasty and they give me a wicked hangover. But I would love to see the old Bud Heavy logo come back. Um, I'm also more of a fan of white than silver. Yeah. I, just in general, you know, the old Miller light cans, they were s- silver. Um, but just the white can is just, it's just clean looking. And, you know, mm-hmm. looks so much more appetizing, if you will. I do agree. If for whatever reason, it just has a cr- cleaner, crisper look. Yep. And, you know, it's funny because it's not even like it really changes the inside contents of the beer. <laughs> right. But it's just, it's still a lot of water. Yeah. It, no it, well, it's, to it. it's just something, it's something about how when the can is cool. Like it, it hits a little different, even though the beer is the exact same as it was in previous cans. Well, you feel cooler drinking it. You feel cooler, yeah. I mean, all you gotta do is look at craft beer. Craft beer put probably half of their R and D into the can design, yeah. and they do it for a reason. Because whenever I go to a brewery or a um, it's not what do you call it, a place that sells craft beer exclusively. I always just go and look for the coolest cans. That's what I buy. Yeah, a bottle shop. Yeah, sure. If that's yeah, bottle I mean, shop. Yeah. yeah, I just look for the coolest cans. So I think it also yeah, has I mean, to you, go with uh, it. Also has to go with the fact that all of us on this show are old souls anyway. We don't buy into that shit. Um, so if you you know you want to bring back a lot of things, pretty much we'll have our vote on it for the most part anyway. If you bring back anything uh, old school. It's going to be back. It's going to get all Yeah, right. like I love old school uh, fast food logos. Like the old school orange and blue Hardee's logo slaps mm-hmm. the new one. You know, it's all right. But I love the old school logos for almost everything. Like I, I don't like when everything wants to modernize and get sleeker. I think that the there's something to the, like, you know, fast food restaurants used to be like almost like a mini amusement park as a kid. And now they just look like some modernized uh, futuristic thing with lots of screens sure, yeah. everywhere. Little hint, hint for a topic we'll be talking about later on the show at the Hardy Review. But there's just yeah. so many screens everywhere. I mean, yeah. it, it ain't the same. My grandma gave me a uh, Newport poster from about 1985, where it's like a bunch Back of. When rip- you could still advertise. <laughs> yeah, yeah, she found it in her garage, and it was a bunch of like ripped dudes and hot females, and it was like cool, like a Newport menthol. <laughs> That's what it says. I was like, it's, it's epic. I, I need to uh, frame this, but yeah, it's epic. They're just hanging out by the by the lake. <laughs> it's those old it's, like so the cigarette and tobacco industry knew how to market. They were good at it. Yeah, I mean it's a bunch of good looking women and men hanging out by the lake, and they're just like cool. And like, like the Marlboro man was cool. Like no yeah. wonder it made kids want to smoke cigarettes. Hell yeah, I mean, yeah. I, I wanted. I saw it. And I was like, you know, I want a Newport. <laughs> That's what I thought. I was like, I want. A, I want a Newport. I want to be like those guys. Yeah, it was a cool. So you're telling me new- if I smoke Newports, I can get girls like that? You yeah, got that right, just, kids. <laughs> they're hanging out, you know, hanging out by the lake, looking awesome. I was like, hell yeah! I see why. <laughs> I see why so many of our parents and grandparents are addicted <laughs> <to> cigarettes. <laughs> so you read to see the advertisements, you're like, so cigarettes are good for you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So it was from about 1985. It's dope. Maybe uh, uh yeah. 
Maybe that's why I uh, used to smoke uh, Marlboro Reds when I was in college. Oh, cowboy <laughs> killers. The cowboy, the cowboy killers. killers. Oh, cowboy killers, yeah. We used to be a proper country. That's what I'll have to say. <laughs> well, you know, uh, here's our obligatory uh, thing when in, anytime people like to freak out about cigarette talk. Yes, we know smoking is bad. We are not advocating people smoking. All right, next topic. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to get a label. We're going to get a label. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I mean, you know how it is these days. Like, is we, smoking is bad for you. We don't encourage it. Kids definitely shouldn't do it. All we right. do thins around here. We don't do smokes. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. <laughs> no tobacco. Right. Please um, sponsor us. <laughs> uh, so let's talk about the Hardy record. So Hardy had announced a while back that you know he was releasing a new, what is actually a double album called The Mockingbird and the Crow, and um, how that all came about. He, I had read something in an article over the last couple of days saying that he basically had had his country album, uh, as they say in the industry, in the can. So it was ready to roll, ready to basically be released out to the public. And then him and a, a couple of his co-writers were, were like, for some reason, wanting to write a rock song. And they, they talked him into writing a rock song. And that's where The Mockingbird and The Crow came out of that session. So then they ended up, you know, continuing down that path. And while I, you fast forward to last Friday, we get a double album where... Uh, 17 tracks. First half of the album is country. Second half of the album is rock. And then the middle song, The Mockingbird and the Crow, which we've talked about on a previous episode, starts off as a country song and then uh, turns into a rock song midway through and finishes out and gets you into the second part. So the first half of the record's in all lowercase, indicating the country half. Uh, second half is all uppercase, indicating the rock half. Um, this... So let's let's kind of throw it around and give our, our general thoughts about the album as a whole on the country half. So, uh, Andy, why don't, why don't we start with you? What did you think about, uh, I guess, let's call it the Mockingbird half? I thought it was going to be more country, considering there was a rock half to it. So that was a little surprising, not complaining about it, but I, I did expect it to be more country than what it is. You mean sonically? Yeah. I can see that. I I think this is more uh more along the lines of what he his sound has been in mainstream country anyways. Uh, I agree. It, it was I think probably the countryest moment definitely was here last country music, but it, it was definitely a little bit more mainstream, more modern country that you know Hardy's been doing for a while anyway. So I guess that was his, his version of the country. Kyle, what did you, what did you think about overall about uh, the mockingbird half? Um, well, I would throw happy into the more country vein. Uh, um, that song's phenomenal. Um, um, the rock part, I have to say that. Well, we were talking Me, about the country part. Okay. Well, the hard, so I don't, <laughs> we'll, we'll, stick, we'll stick to the country part. Obviously, we've covered, we've covered, uh, waiting the truck. It is what it is. Here lies country music. It's chef's kiss, as I've said. Um, I would say it's fine. I don't really like the red song. It's kind of a played out trope <laughs> in country music. Um, you know, letters in red, blah, blah, blah. Um, the country part is underwhelming. The rock part is phenomenal, in my opinion. I actually had the very opposite take on that. Same, I so did too. I thought hmm, that in terms of like the not in terms of the sonics of it, because don't get me wrong, the rock part, you know, 
get your blood pumping, right? And it's just that type of music. It's more of that. It, it it's not really just one distinct style, but it is very two thousand rock. Like, um, but we'll, we'll get into that a little bit more in a minute. But the almost part, metal. I thought, some of it is straight up metal. Yeah, yeah, it's almost uh, metal. I mean, but the the country part I thought had it was the better from a songwriting perspective was the the better written songs. I'm not gonna, were yeah, in the I, first half. Oh, I 100 percent agree with that. Um, yeah, Happy is a phenomenal song. It's my favorite so, song on the record. I think Happy is arguably the best song on the album. You know, yes, this is the one song he he wrote by himself. He didn't yes. co-write this one with anybody. And Hardy is a fantastic songwriter that he's very versatile. He can write the the radio hit, the radio song. Uh, yeah. But he also can write like so, some of the more um, like he's very good with inter- intertwining his wordplay. And, yes. and in this song in particular, because I'm glad you brought that up, because I actually had something pulled up on that. Like the very first verse just sitting there talking about uh, using the emotion of happy, but giving it like a personification, like it's a person. Uh, I I like that idea. And then at the very beginning where he's like uh, dollar bills, golden pearls ain't never been a style. Like, cause you know, money and things don't bring happiness. So Mm -hmm. it is like, there's the personification there. Then it's like, and happy's always by your side never not willing to provide, but if you abuse him for the night, he don't show up for a while. It's the best verse of the song. It is. It's um, it's, like, like you said, chef's kiss. Yes. It's that, that one verse is what vibed me to the whole song the entire time. I was like, Oh yes, because well, the way I looked at it is I looked at it from a male perspective. There's a lot of dudes that will go out of their way to do a lot of things for people. But the the moment you cross that bridge and they think that they're being taken advantage of or not respected, they're just like fuck this amount. And I that one verse is the exact encapsulation of that that feeling. Like, what else do I have to do for to you know get a little bit of respect around here? And to me, that that song is just. I have zero complaints. Yeah, like I said, it was the one solo right he had on the album, and I always love to see the moments when artists do like when they're when they're typical typically co writers, but you also know they're yeah. talented writers in their own right. Think like Eric Church, right? Sure. I love to see the songs that they end up writing by themselves because it tends to be some of the more personal moments, tends to be some of the better quality songwriting efforts on a project, and I really think that Happy definitely encapsulates both of those things. Um, I thought the second verse was record. the best. Which was my, uh, let me see here. I thought to me it was the line, like uh, the uh, happy waste and patiently behind jealousy, waiting on a humble epiphany that your gra- grass might be greener. I thought that was the line in the song. I mean, it's a great it's line too. It's a good, it is a great line. It's a great line. I, I, the, <laughs> I, I don't, I'm not uh, uh, like knocking down that line by any means. I think the line that grabbed me initially was the same one that grabbed Kyle, but I, I definitely see what you mean with that, Andy. And I think that's partially why. So, you know, people always say, you know, they're the, um, uh, the bill of rights are written in order for a certain reason. I think he put that verse in that order for a reason. He knew there was a hook and he threw it out early. And me being the dumb fish been on it immediately. <laughs> yeah, I did too. <laughs> yeah, I mean, bit on it immediately. So. But I, I'm with Kyle on it too. The 
there there is zero complaints about this song's masterpiece. Yes, it's phenomenal. Yeah. And, Andy, like going to that second verse, uh, I, the back half of that second verse, I love the the part two where he's like, "Happy's never liked the view of I ain't good enough Avenue," because you can bet if you don't if you don't like you, you don't like Happy neither. Whereas, like you know, if you if you are always down in the dumps, I'm not good enough. Like you, you even if it's just like real issues or you're just putting it on yourself with self-fulfilling prophecy like the the just if you don't like yourself then you're not going to be happy is mm-hmm. you, but he's like again the personification of happy being a person it's you know if you don't like you then happy's not going to be your friend because happy's just going to walk out the door yeah i mean it in like i said it's one of those it's a song i haven't heard before which is one of the big reasons i was drawn to it he personified an emotion. Yeah. Um, you know, you always have the cliche, you know, really sad boy country, but he put that in a dis- in a different perspective and it is just fantastic. So pivoting back to Red, um, that was the one that was featuring Morgan Wallen. And that one I do think is gonna be a big radio hit from this. Yeah, yeah, it's gonna be I- huge. I'm not going to say that I love the song or I like the song is the greatest thing ever. I think it's it's pretty stock uh, modern country songwriting, but I don't. I'm not saying that as a negative either. I like the song overall. I, I like using one word as a hook and having it tie back in with different things. So I did like that. And they're they've done a lot of duets together, so their voices mesh well together. It's it's a fine song. I think it sounds. I think it sounds great. I disagree. I, the writing, I don't see the point in the song. All he yeah, does is yeah. talk about that my small town's got some red shit in it, but it doesn't really tie anything together or really even have a point about the red stuff other than there's yeah, some red shit in my town. Small small town America, man. Like they're, they, I'll give you one perfect it? example. Yes, they, they had perfect illustration that I can visualize it when I heard the line. First time I heard the line. Talking about the old Bud Heavy uh with and sitting over there in the ditch with the fading yes, red uh, like, that yeah. was a fantastic use so, of like uh of illustrating that people litter everywhere it's That's not true. about littering it's just about like you live in a small <laughs> town how many times no. have you had uh you, you see the butt heavies in the in the uh uh in the yeah, ditch and then yeah, it, it ties back in with the the blue white and red being the usa so who knew that andy hated america <laughs> well, we do it. We've known that for a while. We've known that hey, for a maybe while. Maybe I don't like people littering all over America. So, <laughs> this song to me screams, "If it ain't broke, don't fix it." <laughs> um, shit sales, you know, sex sales, blah blah blah. Morgan Wallen sales. Just throw some shit on it, and it's going to be a hit. Now they put some shit in it, all right. I mean, it I is. Think it's, I think it's a solid song. I don't think oh, it's I, shit. I, I don't think it's shit either. It's a solid ass song. Yeah, and the, but the but, reason I think it's going to be a big hit is because it's easy to listen to and has Morgan Wallen on it. Yeah, that's, that's kind of my point. Shit, I'm, this is not an insult to Morgan Wallen, <laughs> even though some of you want it to be. You just substitute shit for Morgan Wallen. Just throw Morgan Wallen on it somewhere, and it's going to sell. The yeah, same can be right said now, for Luke, Luke Holmes. Just throw both Luke of them Holmes on a song so, is going to be so straight, straight cash on me these days. Yeah, just throw Luke Holmes on it, Morgan Wallen somewhere. It's going to be a huge hit. I uh, I haven't listened to the the country album as much as, or the album in general as much as y'all have. Um, but you know, the country side of uh, Hardy 
it's something I like anyway. And like the song, uh, uh, wait in the truck, obviously is a hit. And, uh, here lies country music. That's one of my favorites anyway. Uh, because mm-hmm. it basically shows you how country music has been dying and it is dying. I, I don't care what you say to me. Real country music. What I think of country music is dying. And, um, you know, that's one of those that bring it back. And I think I'm not going to say, I don't say it lightly when I say this. Hardy's not exactly, you know, I mean, he's not going to be, I'm not going to compare him to like a, uh, a Hank Williams Jr. or George Jones or uh, Merle Haggard in that country thing. But he is closer to that than some of these other artists, in my opinion. Yeah, he's, he's closer to it than Russell Nickerson. Right. And <laughs> well, I mean, that was. Damn, Logan, you gave him such a low bar to clear. I know, by Lord. <laughs> uh, and to be honest, I would say in some aspects, maybe closer than Morgan Wallet, in my opinion. Um, I think he's a better songwriter for sure. And so I think with that, his country album reminds me more of what I like in country music anyway. And I'm all for the sappy. Hey, let's go drink some whiskey and have a moment drink uh, for country music. That's what I like. Um, But I think his album and him as an artist reminds me more of that. So I I do enjoy more of his country stuff. I haven't really listened to his rock stuff. So when we get to that portion, y'all have to carry me on that. But I do thoroughly enjoy uh, his country music in general. Yeah. And Hardy, Hardy is definitely a guy who, you know, I mean, we all will admit he, he's definitely what you would call modern country, right. just like the production choices and everything. But Hardy's music is, is I, I really like, I think it's good. I think he's a very talented songwriter to Jordan's point. And you said it right there, Jordan, you were talking about here lies country music. We've talked about it a little bit on a previous episode, but it, you know, it, it encapsulates like the elements of country music that have been kind of, pushed to the wayside, but I like that it's not just a straight up like quote unquote quasi protest song. It's done. It, there's a narrative to it where it's, it's all a dream he's having yeah. and he's, he's lamenting the fact that of country going away. And then he wakes up from the dream and he realizes that, you know, country is still there. And in some ways that's, that's true as for us as listeners too. It just isn't as easy to find <laughs> as it used to be. Um, but so I, I love that narrative aspect. And then also I do think that's the, probably production wise the country a song on the album just because of you know there's audible pedal steel and anybody who's listened to us over the last years knows that i'm i love some pedal steel Um, yeah so drink one for me is one i wanted to bring up because he's confirmed this in the last couple days on some interviews that this is the answer to the give heaven some hell from the 2020 uh release a rock Mm-hmm. where this is from the narrative of the friend. Like, so that song was all just a story. It wasn't like a based on a real uh, person yeah. that he knew, but he said, this song is like from the perspective of the deceased friend, but his, his friend from heaven looking down at his boys and saying, Hey, next time you stop at the seven 11, pick up, you make sure you pick up some extra because I hate to tell you, but there ain't no beer in heaven. So drink one for me. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's like, it, so- it's an interesting tie in there. So I didn't know that was the case. Um, what I actually thought this song was referencing was the song previous in the album, which was he was the one that is either died in prison or it's I always thought. So I thought it was a callback to a previous song, the song previous in the album, Waiting the Truck, um, just the pure placement of it in the album, um, being that. If you watch the music video for Waiting the Truck, obviously he's hard. He's in prison. 
And, um, you know, even references, he's been there for 60 months, I think. And um, Lenny comes to visit him, blah, blah, blah. So that's what I actually thought that was. Either he had, you know, hypothetically passed away in prison or was referencing just the life in the penitentiary. But since you had said that he had actually confirmed that it's um, Give Heaven Some Hell, which is a great song as well. Um, that was actually what I first heard. I was like, ah. Oh. And the only reason I thought that was just pure placement in the album. I thought the same thing Logan did. All right. I think I think it's pretty this is pretty towards the top on the album, I think. I I, I like that he did the other side of a previous hit song. I, I like the idea of doing that. I like the line the uh, where he's uh you know I'd be there if I didn't have somewhere to be. I thought that was probably my favorite line of that song. That's a great song. I have no complaints on the song. Hey, let's uh let's go back to this though. If there's no beer in heaven, oh boy. <laughs> <laughs> there's not beer. Jesus obviously turns the water into wine, so you're good to go. <laughs> <laughs> Jordan's just, like, oh man. <laughs> you just have to uh acquire a wine taste, obviously. But you know. You know, to, to be honest with me, if it's got alcohol and it's gonna get me fucked up, I can pretty much drink anything. But yeah, you I know, prefer beer. There was no beer. <laughs> there was no beer when Jesus was coming along, so you know, you gotta take that in consideration. <laughs> um so let's speaking of beer, let's let's briefly talk about this one just because there is a tie-in to the second half of the album with this one. So the album uh, opener is a song called Beer. That This one has grown on me. Didn't love it at first just because it is kind of a uh, a song that we, we haven't heard this style of it a bunch of times, but it's a, it's a song about beer. But where I appreciate that it's different is it's, again, one of those personification kind of things. He, he's like making the beer to have a perspective, making the beer to almost be like a person talking about all the good times and the fun times you've had uh, drinking the beer is like the beer is speaking to you. Now in real life, that'll only happen if you finish a case race in first place. <laughs> but, uh, but this song, you know, it, I think it sounds pretty good sonically. Um, and it, it's interesting. It, it's, it's unique and same old, same old at the same time, if that makes sense. Yeah, I agree. I, I don't, I like, basically, I, I agree with everything you said. I like the, uh, if uh, for all the trouble I'd cause, I'm surprised you still keep me around or however you worded that exactly. I, I like that, but it, it's good, not great. It basically what you said. I, I'm with you on it. Um, so, yeah, piggybacking on what Andy said, um, Hardy to me, is the first um, really rather large um, act that I think listened to the exact same shit that I did when I was in high school. I've never felt such <laughs> a large connection. And it's even on this album with um, with, with Jeremy McKinnon, who is, oh, yeah. <laughs> which is, who's a, who's a, yeah, who is a singer in a day to remember. Who I loved data remember. Um, but and that just further enforces the point. I feel like me and him had almost an identical high school experience. We listened to the same music going to school. 
you know, even the Blink-182 drop. I felt that. I was like, hell yeah. Because I, I love, love I love Blink-182, and I always feel like I was born 10 years too late. I'm probably a little more Blink-182 than I am a day to remember. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, me and Andy thought that when we texted you and said you were going to hate radio song. Yeah, <laughs> which which we're we're gonna we're gonna get to. I have some. Yeah, I yeah. have some complicated thoughts on that because I I don't hate it nor love it. Um, but no, I get what you mean. Um, yeah, I think Jordan has something to say. Yeah, Kyle, I was going to say I remember you jamming out to "Party in the USA" by Miles Harris in high school. But okay, <laughs> I did. I, I, <laughs> I actually went. All right. I actually went to a Miley Cyrus concert. Yeah. You know, pussy makes a man, a man do crazy things, as uh, Harlem Knight said. So. Uh, <laughs> but, hey, so, uh, I got to, mm-hmm. you know, you're talking about the beer thing. Well, kind of, it kind of goes back to Brad Paisley and alcohol when that song came out. Kind of doing the same thing. You know? Oh, yeah, it actually um, is. That's a good opinion. callback. Yep. So, yeah, I, I, see, I know a little bit of both country music. Look, <laughs> but, at, uh, you. Look at you. Yeah, yeah, I mean, it, it, when I, if, I haven't listened to it again, like I said. Um, but when you said that, yeah, I immediately went straight to Alcohol by Brad Paisley because that's exactly Yeah, that. that's I hadn't even thought about that, but that's a very, very good comparison because he did that same thing in that song. It's and see, Hardy has talked about um having an appreciation for Brad Paisley's songwriting style. And um you can tell somewhat of the songwriting influence. Now Hardy also was like went to school for songwriting and everything, and then also just had a natural knack for it, but just the the one line song. He even mentioned he mentioned Instagram on the song, right? He might have, yeah. I think he does mention Instagram. I think so. Yeah, but, I think uh, it does it, yeah. but yeah, like he he has like the the one line titles is a very Brad Paisley thing. The the like the way he flips phrases and and uses the same word for different meanings very Brad Paisley influenced, in my opinion. Um, now the last one that I wanted to bring up, and then you know we'll, we'll go to you guys. Other than like waiting the truck, obviously we we did a whole half of an episode about that. If you want to hear us about that, I think it's a very well crafted song. Um, but it's Screen. I absolutely mm. love Screen. It's not the song I think I, think, I thought you were going to pick. No, like it, it, like Screen. I think is probably one of my early favorites. It, it's I love it. It's just commentary on how all of us like, and I think he's even indicted himself included just needs to put the screens and the technology down sometimes to enjoy the little things in life, see the beauty in life, because it's something that society that we've lost that previous generations had, because mm-hmm. we're constantly on our phones. We're constantly watching TV. We're on our laptops. I mean, and hell, as we're recording this podcast, I'm sitting here with my notes on my phone, talking to you guys over zoom on my computer with Duke and Virginia tech in the background on the TV. So I'm looking at three fucking screens right now, but well, so he, it's like, yeah. it applies to me. Yeah, too. I'm, like, with I, you. I'm with you on that. Well, I think he calls out me and Andy on this song hardcore as two people that say they kind of distance themselves from social media, but Logan always logs in Instagram, me and Andy are watching reels. <laughs> yeah. So he calls us out hardcore. You know, we're, we're kind of like, not like, well, I, we don't post, but well, we're still there. lurkers. You're yeah, still we're lurkers. Lur- yeah, we're still lurking. You know, we're looking at the Insta, Insta thoughts or whatever you want to call it. <laughs> we're still looking at the hot hot girls it, on instagram uh, um, i was about to say insta thoughts or insta thoughts thoughts t-h-o-s yeah. <laughs> um but i'm really interested you didn't say i and country because to me other than the chorus 
That song is phenomenal. Very good song. It's the yeah, the I O U is really lame. <laughs> it's really lame, <laughs> but other than that, the song's great. And the screen, as you said, is just fantastic. I'm with Logan on screen. That's probably my second favorite uh, song on the album. I like too that the, the uh, one. I love the way this song sounds. I think it sounds more like a song than a country song, but I love the sound of this. I like too that there's like a, a little bit of a generational difference. There's talking about the kid that uh, it's like he could be a Hall of Famer in baseball, but he wants to hit a home run on a screen instead. I mm-hmm. like the generational like difference on that because I don't get that. But it's I guess it's we didn't grow up I guess complete in a world controlled by video games. So the the generational difference on that is is I love that aspect of it. Well, Andy, we're the our generation is the last generation that grew up with the internet, but not solely on the internet. Exactly. Um, our generation grew up when the internet became really a real thing. You know, we all grew up in elementary school when like Netscape browser was a thing, but we didn't grow up on Google with an iPad. Yeah. I mean, we still did things outside, but also had like the internet there that we used. So we didn't like, I mean, that's a perfect encapsulation of that. Yep. Um, now, I and country, I, I'm with you on that, Kyle. I, I think it's a good song. I think it's, you know, the the token love song you have to have on a, a country mm-hmm. record. And, you know, he, he even kind of alluded to that with um, the ha- the second half of The Mockingbird and the Crow, of uh, the song, where mm-hmm. he was like, you know, throw in a slow love song or two. And he's like, well, fuck that and fuck you. But, uh, you know, there's I and country is like, the girls will love that one. I think it's a pretty well-written song. Um, it, it, I, I can see why people would like it a lot. Uh, so before we move into the crow portion, let's go around round table. What are your three favorite starting at three, going to one? Uh, Kyle, kick things off. Uh, from, three. From country hat, country uh, hat. Uh, so three is going to be screen. Two is going to be. Well, we're going to include the ones we've already covered. Yeah. Okay. So three is going to be I and country. Two is probably going to be screen, and number one is going to be happy. Andy? Uh, mine's going to be drink one for me, screen, and happy. Screen and happy probably kind of by, by a long shot, too. Yeah, I would agree with that. So for me, I think it's three is here lies country music, two is happy, and one is screen. Mm-hmm. I think happy is the best song on the album. I think screen is probably my favorite song. I, um, I, I was so like I said, I haven't listened to the whole thing of that, but from what y'all talk about, drink one for me is gonna be my number three. Um wait in the truck's gonna be two, and number one's gonna be Here Lies Country Music. Uh it's just really hard for me to get away from Here Lies Country Music, in my opinion. Um I haven't listened to the others. I'm looking forward to listening to it. But um as of right now, I I love that song and it's it's tough for me to get away from that as number one. Yeah, it's a damn good song. I, I love the way that song sounds. Mm-hmm. But uh, so that, that's the first half. That's the Mockingbird, the country half. Now let's go into the all caps uh, rock half, the crow. Um, I'll give my initial thoughts first and then let you guys turn turn it over to uh, Kyle and Andy just because I'm <clears throat> not as big into this style of rock as they are, especially not Kyle, especially as Kyle is. Um, I think that 
I like the way a lot of this half of the record sounds, gets the blood pumping, you know, as that type of music typically does. Now, my criticism of it is I think the songwriting in general is a little more lacking on this half of the record. And if you're grading it as a whole project, this half on in, in terms of songwriting prowess drags the first half down a little bit. But there are some absolute bangers on this half at the same time. And um, I, I think that uh, probably my favorite one is 30 Alt 6. Love that song. Love the way it sounds. Um, it, it, it's, yeah, it, it's I love that right there. But uh, what about you guys? Like throw to you next, Andy. What do you think? Uh, I kind of agree with you on that. I, I like the way it sounds, but as for me, really other than Jack, the, uh, the songwriting is, is really lacking for me. Other, some of them aren't bad. Some of it's just not my thing. I guess is what it is. It's, it's just, I'm, I, the first half to me, I know it's a, it would get me as I know Hardy can write such better songs and it just, it leaves me very disappointed. And I think the where for you, what you're probably saying is like you like the way this sounds, but this really is the type of rock music you guys listen to a lot. But it's for rednecks. <laughs> the subject matter is definitely for rednecks. The, and wow, yeah, the thing that it got like you're I listen to like this. Generally, the writing was more of like what I like now. That's yeah, right. Songs. So and, and see, I think that. I don't necessarily, it's not that I think the songwriting for all that stuff back then was, was bad or whatever. I, it just didn't appeal to me just because the way they phrase things didn't necessarily, I, I've always been a, a country music student first, right? So sure. like, because of that, even though I don't think the songwriting is as good on the second half of this record, I think I'm more inclined to listen to this type of music with Hardy's version than I am that stuff you guys used to listen to. That makes sense. But yeah. Kyle, what about you? So I'm going to start by saying this. Um, three to four of these songs shouldn't be rock songs. Agree. Uh, um, I Ain't In The Country No More, Truck Bed, and probably even the Redneck song would do perfectly fine being a country song. Oh, I think you're way off. I Ain't In The off. Country No More, way off. There's nah. a breakdown, and I ain't in the country no more. Yeah, and Truck Bed no, is way more, no. way more no. pop than country. What the fuck are you talking about? Yeah, what? Yeah, what the Dude. fuck? I don't even heard. <laughs> so Truck Bed doesn't belong, all right, solely in the aspects of how he has themed the album. Right, Truck Bed does not belong in the rock section. I could, I could, I can give you that one. Okay. Um. I ain't in the country no more. It has a wicked breakdown, but I just don't. <laughs> and this is partially themed on Logan's point. It doesn't really vibe with the rock sound. The lyrics of it don't really vibe with the rock sound that he's trying to do. Granted, it's a great song and I love the breakdown. It is phenomenal. I would agree. I, I see what you're saying, but it, it just that, doesn't, it doesn't really so. vibe. I don't think the lyrics of any of this have five with the sound aside from a couple. Um, if you want well, it to be the, what the you listen to in the two thousands, it's not going to no. But no, he I mean, he was going to make redneck music in that set, in that styling. Well, no. My point is, especially the redneck song. If you want to just vibe with something that I think is disappearing, I think Andy would agree with this. The sound of the latter part of this album 
doesn't really exist anymore. I mean, he brought Jamie McKinnon in, who is the screamer and singer from Day to Remember, who I love. They're probably my third favorite band of all time. You know, number one, of course, being Stained. Number two, Alter Bridge. <laughs> um, and number three, probably being Day to Remember. But he brought him in, which is just amazing. As soon as I heard that song, I was like, oh, there it is. And he even threw some Green Day in there, as you said, Andy, on 30 on 6. Love that. Yeah, Green Day riff. I mean, that just screams 2000s rock. But if I'm just mindlessly listening, I have no complaints because I don't listen to redneck rock, you know? Um, a lot of Stain, Green Day, A Day to Remember, the songs aren't about kill shit till I die, you know? That's my major complaint. I go. I love kill shit till I die. Oh, I love it too. But you know, just the. General... I found myself. I'm not into that kind of music at all, and I found myself driving down the road going, "Kill shit till I." But so if I'm gonna knock it in any way, it's 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 on that sole reason, you know. I've never been hunting a day in my life, and I'm like, "Fuck yeah!" Those the lyrics just don't go with the music, and that's why I think redneck song. I ain't in the country no more, and truck bed could easily be put in the lowercase category. The redneck now, song sounds like an Earl Dibble song. Yeah, the redneck song honestly <coughs> is a watered down version of uh, "Country as Hell" that he's already released. Yes, it is. I don't think it's. A, I think it's just. It's not that it's a bad. A song if if you're trying to do that type of song where it's a sing along, you're not being a hundred percent serious with it. But he's already done that and he's done it better. Yes, I agree. And I ain't in the country no more. I mean, if you just read the lyrics, it sounds like a country song, and you put it to rock lyrics with a wicked. I love the chorus of that song. Oh, it's fantastic! I love that chorus. And you put my sound, and, and you put it to a breakdown. So I'm not mad at him that he did it. It's just, I don't really know if it works. Granted, it does work because I jammed to it all day today. Um, just being consistent, for consistency's sake, I don't know if it works. The The song that I've probably played the most from the entire record, first half and second half, is 30 Alt 6. Love that. that. I love the pop punk leaning sound to it. I love the the it, it's one of the it is redneck talk, but you know I I for some reason relate to it even though I've never owned a thirty out six, never been hunting, but it's just like I I love the story to it of you know well, joke, jokes you like on her, it? jokes on her, she stole my gun, but I got plenty more. <laughs> I, I I heard I find this that song very is very entertaining. I heard this song is basically it's revenge porn for hunters. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's like Logan, you know what? Jokes on you, bitch! I already got it. I got another gun. <laughs> so Logan, when you told me I was, I had to write song of the week this week. I have been writing it, but I haven't finished it. I need to finish it, but I have it in my notes. Um, on this song, of how I am just a massive hypocrite because if Brantley Gilbert sang the same song, I would roast it until you know the cows came home. Yeah, but just the yeah. fact that Hardy sang it. I'm a fan of it. And because, look, I'm going to be honest with you. Most of his rock stuff is the exact same rock. All of his influences are the same influences that I love. But he does it in a way that's 
about one key different than Brantley Gilbert. And Brantley Gilbert sings sings music for people to jack off to their John Deere tractor after they get off of it. <laughs> well, Brantley Gilbert, like I don't he, think he does. He he sings. I, music I don't think he's a bad people. dude. But I heard somebody that was like a parody page today uh, uh, encapsulate uh, Brantley. They said I heard Brantley Gilbert's going on tour with Nickelback. I'm out. I don't need to listen to two acts to sound like when they sing. They're trying to pitch a, pinch a turd off. <laughs> I mean, Brent, yeah. I mean, look, Brantley Gilbert sings me, and it's only because I've been poisoned with the people that I know to listen to Brantley Gilbert. They jack off to their John Deere tractor when they get off of it. Hey, I listen to Brantley Gilbert, and I don't have a tractor. <laughs> I, I think that he tends to appeal to people who think they're Billy Badass. Is what you're getting at? I don't think I'm Billy Badass. <laughs> you Jordan, if I had to guess, you probably listened to like three songs by Brantley Gilbert. Yeah, you're right. It's not really I'm not like, oh shit, Brantley Gilbert has a new album. Yeah, it's right. three yeah, three songs. Yeah. It's the same three songs. Yeah, but I know the people. I'm not gonna name them because they might probably listen to this podcast. But um yeah, I mean the same three people that are like, Oh hell yeah. Like when he did the national anthem two or three years ago at the Super Bowl, I was like there's like two thirds of Middle America in Kansas, Andy. They were, you know, were just like, "Oh yeah, Brantley Gilbert doing the national anthem." Oh, South Park, you know, meme. And I'm like, oh god. <laughs> oh, god. <laughs> so let's pivot to radio song. <laughs> so, what were y'all thinking? My thoughts were going to be. You were going to absolutely hate, hate this shit. Yeah, you're absolutely going to hate this shit. Well, there was Logan lots of screaming on this Logan second half of this album. Stop. Not like this. Much, Logan won't even listen to Slipknot because he calls it devil music. I'm sorry, I don't listen to devil worship and music. None of them devil worship. Music. You know, oh, they actually, please. I've heard some lyrics that they're they basically actually, saying Heil Satan half yeah. the time. <laughs> Not how Hitler, okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, they actually did stop a concert because a guy was having a heart attack in the mosh pit. So, you know, they're not, they're good people. Oh, man. They let the EMS do their job. Now let's get back to our lyrics about the devil. So, um, <laughs> the song's fantastic. Only because I'm a massive hypocrite. Um, <laughs> the country and lyrics... I, at least you, you said it. We didn't say it. You yeah, said it. The, the, the country lyrics don't go with Jimmy McKinnon and screaming at all. But it's in its own way, it's just fantastic. I think so, it's clever. I think the song idea is clever. Oh, it is Matt. Yeah, I mean, you know, I, it's, it's a big middle finger. The, to, it's a middle finger to Radio Country. It, it's yeah, but the, the ir- irony of that is like he is the biggest songwriter in Nashville right now. Who's written a lot of uh, Radio Country, so I I appreciate the self awareness that he's saying here. Now, the one line in it that I didn't agree with about uh, Radio Country and about um, the suits, quote unquote, is saying that if you don't put steel in it, they won't play your shit. That's just not true. If they're more or less likely to play it if you do. Oh, shit. Virginia Tech. Fuck them. Um, it, oh, it's, <laughs> but it, they're less likely to play your song if you put uh, pedal steel in it than you are if you have pedal steel in it. So I disagree with that. But to your point, Andy, I do think the song idea is very clever. Like the part of the chorus is just like it's very melodic, like pop country that sounds like every other song he name trucks a. a uh, a truck, a Yeti, you know, just saying, oh, beer. like the whoa, the whoa, things like the beer, the girl, you rhyme it with world. The part that I have a hard time getting on board with is the part that you two probably jack off over. 
And it's the part where he goes, this ain't no radio song. Cool with that. Until he starts going, fuck, fuck. I'm sorry. I just, that part lost me because I'm not into that kind of music. I have a question for (laughs) you. I understand why. What obscenities would you have liked him to scream? There's a lot of obscenities. You can't say, you can't say on the, obscenities you can't say on the radio. What would you have liked him to went for? No, like like I said, I understand why it's there. I'm not saying that it, he should have replaced it. It makes sense in the context of the song. But is this going to be a song that Logan puts on his playlist and jams out to? The answer we all know is no. But like I said, this is why when you said that I was going to hate it, I was like, you're actually wrong on that. I don't hate it. I don't really dislike it. I just I severely dislike it. it. I don't I don't love it, though. It's kind so, of just like whatever to me. But I understand, I understand and I appreciate what he's getting at because I, I do see that aspect of it. So I'm just not a guy that's going to be rolling down the road going, fuck! It's just not me. <laughs> <laughs> I might have winked off to this song two or three times. Uh, no. <laughs> uh, so my one retort, Logan, is you do realize that y'all senior assembly, which I went to, or whatever the fuck y'all call it there. I don't even know what you're talking about. What's y'all had assembly? award banquet awards oh, thing y'all did. I don't even remember. Shows how long I've been dating the same chick. Um, TJ Mark played a song that Jeremy McKinnon wrote on the fucking guitar. Okay. He played Downfall of Saul, which is oh, a weird cool. ass song. Yeah. So <laughs> you can't really hate too much because, you know, it was in y'all's graduation. All right. <laughs> can't hate too much. You can't hate too much. DJ play, he played a song on guitar at our graduation. Yes, it was. I, a, I don't remember that at all. No, no, it wasn't. <laughs> y'all's, it wasn't graduation. It was no, no, it was not y'all's graduation. Oh, you were sleeping on the forty of you. Granted, y'all's graduation dragged on for years, um, and all I want to do is go to Myrtle Beach. <laughs> um, <laughs> I was sitting there, yeah, just in lavish and ve- lavish and Jordan in the parking lot. Y'all done yet? Yeah, because they're riding with me. No, it was um, whatever the fuck y'all do where it's your school. Tell me the award ceremony. That might have been what it was, yeah. And TJ was like, oh, I'm going to sing a song. And I was like, oh, God we had an damn. award ceremony? We did every year, but this is getting really <laughs> off track. Yeah, I mean, but, I, yeah. but he sang a day to remember song. So, you yeah, know. That's cool, I guess. If it makes if it, if it you can't really hate on it if it makes a private school awards ceremony song. Uh, same uh, same guy. Can't I'm not hate on too much. I'm not hating on, on it. He, by, by the way, he was a co-writer on this song with uh, Hardy. By the way, Kyle, but um, I'm not hating on it. I've said I understand what he's getting at. I appreciate that aspect of it. It's just not going to be something that I get hype about, you know. Mm. Just two things can exist at the same time. Mm. Now, if you when you were listening to a day to remember, I was listening to Dirk Bentley's first three albums in high school. That's what my 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 learning was as a kid. <clears throat> That's was, true. Was Alan Jackson, Dirk Bentley, like I, that was the stuff that I and I was a big Kenny Chesney fan too. Like that that was the stuff I listened to. Now this is the same guy that you want to talk about devil worshiping music. <laughs> wrote a song says, "While walking on water, we've got boats." He wrote that song. See again, devil worshiping music. I'm out he, on that. He did write them, and on, he did write that song, and it was on a uh, album in 2012 when we graduated. 
But yeah, Kyle's just it was on the, the, it was drop, on the same uh, album. It was on the same album. Yeah, yeah. Why walk on water when we have boats? He wrote That's that song. Called him Random Fat Kyle. Yeah, Random Fat Kyle tonight, <laughs> giving us all the random facts he can think of about a day to remember is Jeremy McKinnon or McKinnon, whatever his name is. Well, the f- <laughs> I was just more impressed that Hardy actually knew him. I mean, what did you think he he he's name dropped today to remember in a lot of interviews? It's like I don't watch interviews. Fair. Mo- yeah. Most all of the right, stuff right. I watch on YouTube is like not safe for work, you know. It's like Karen <laughs> fights and fight compilations. <laughs> <laughs> so what are your uh top three favorite from this half of the record from the crow? Kyle, I'll start with you three, go to one. Mm. <laughs> Number three is going to be Jack. Number two is going to be 30-06. That's hard. Uh, number That's one. Nice. Number one's probably going to be Radio Song, man. I love that song. Fuck. All right, Andy. Yeah. Oh, probably 30-06. I ain't in the country no more. And by... 300 miles jack at number one yeah you do love jack it's not even a comparison jack is is just basically one through three it i like it it's so much better so i'm assuming we can't include the mockingbird and the crow because it's a it's a half and half song so working on that i give it to you yeah working on that as something okay if if that's the case then then i'm gonna say probably truck bed three Oh wait! I gotta, I gotta redo mine. I forgot about truck bed. It's I ain't in the country no more. A hundred miles truck bed, hundred miles jack. (laughs) All right. So for me, it's uh, truck bed three, the mockingbird and the crow two, and then by a long shot, thirty out six one, uh, with a honorable mention going out to kill shit till I die. So How did Jack not make your list? I don't understand. Because I think it's a it's a it's a well written song that that I I think I would I would listen to again, obviously, but it, I don't have it on my oh, this is fucking awesome like you do, Andy. So he's got bad taste. Logan, have you ever listened to Brain Stew by Green Day? Yeah. Okay, so are you a Green Day fan? I'm, fa- I'm familiar with Green Day. Yeah, I, I, I'm. That's a little bit more along the lines of what's platable to, or platable to me than mm-hmm. you know a day to remember. So I went through like four albums of Green Day trying to find that song, and Andy <laughs> told me what it was. I was like, I know this riff. I know this riff. I got it from a YouTube comment. I knew it was uh, Green Day, but yeah, it went, wasn't like any of the ones I was thinking. But I knew it was Green Day. Yeah, I went through four albums. And I was like, where in the fuck is this song? I cannot find it. And it's bothering me. And then you told me. I was like, yeah, that's it. So. <laughs> All right. Well, as we like to say, if you look in the descriptions of this episode uh, on any of our platforms we're available, and there's a link that says click here to leave us a voicemail, let us know what you think is your favorite song. What were your thoughts on the country half, the rock half? We'd love to hear from you. Um, let us know, you know. If that Logan's Kyle, wrong. That Logan's if, wrong. I was going to say if if Kyle is uh, on the right path here with his radio song rant, he get, he put us on. Um, mm-hmm. We we love to hear from you on that. Uh, but you know, for this episode of Country and Gold Cans, be sure to give us five stars and a great review. 
I'm Logan sitting here with trucker Andy, Kyle, and, you know, over from the sister pod, Tailgate Season, Tailgate SCN. Jordan, follow him at Cole Can't Pick'em. See you next time. Take care, guys, and... <laughs> <laughs>